Folks, this is the Biscuits and Gravy Show. On the other feed, on the other end of the trough with me, is Jim. Ain't nobody wow. got yeah. Jim ain't nobody got time for that. Nelson. Jim. Good day, sir. Good day, sir. Hey, I got to tell you, your beard looks uh, pretty healthy there. So it's, uh, it's getting, it's filling out. We haven't seen each other in a couple of weeks. No. No, we haven't. You're looking kind of like Grizzly Adams there. The the bear, the bear on Grizzly Adams. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, see how you are. Yeah, I got a little scruff Reminds, going on. Remind me of when I went to the Renaissance Festival years back. Yeah. And this and this guy came walking through, and he, he was trying to look like a barbarian, and he was like covered with all of these furs and stuff. And a buddy of mine that I was with says to him, Sir, you bear the appearance of a rather large bear. And without missing a beat, the guy turned around and said, And you, sir, the odor of one. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. Quick-witted. Quick-witted. So what's your, you got a beverage of choice tonight? Well, I, I'm a bit of a two-fisted drinker. Yeah. I got a unsweetened iced tea from uh, Wendy's. There you go. In one hand, and, um, and, and some coffee, milk, no sugar. Oh, okay. I am actually using leftover ice from Sonic with a clear Fuji apple drink uh, from Wall- uh, yes. Wally World. So, yeah, we haven't seen each other a couple of weeks. Um I was sick one week, pretty miserable too at that. And uh, then last night we w- were going to try to record, and um, the for- the good fortunes just weren't weren't with your they weren't blessing your Wi-Fi last night. No, hey Jason. Yeah. Before we get too deep into this, um, yeah, let's I ask see that. the um, oh, go ahead. Ask the audience uh, how our audio sounds. You sound a little bit quiet and far away. Okay, he said your mic was really loud. I dropped you down on my end, so... You... No, yours. Yeah. Oh, You says... sound quiet and far away. Right, and Joe says Jim's mic is really loud and Jason's is very muffled, so I'm hoping yes. that's a little bit better. I'm hoping. Uh, let me uh, let me decrease the bass See, on my end. Somebody and... else trying to shut me up. Yeah, Jason's is very muffled. I don't know why. I don't know why. So we'll just, uh, hopefully, that... Uh... Oh, Keith... Kaboy Watson, new viewer in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, tell you what, um, uh, we'll look for the comments to see if the audio gets any better there. Um, says you're, you might want to bring your mic down just a little bit. There, Jim, just a little bit. I'll bring, we'll see how that works out. Hey, I want to cover some, um, good stuff here. Uh, we'll take care of the business real quick. We got a great website, ourfantasticwebsite.com. Keith, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Um, also, we got a good Roku channel. You can check out more about the Roku channel uh, there at thebigbasin.com. Let's see. What else we got going on, Jim? Oh, I got to tell you, um, there is a buddy oh, of mine. Does that sound any better? I, I think so. There's a buddy of mine named Mark who uh, has started farming here in the local community organic foods. You can get fresh organic eggs and um, organic goat's milk. Have you ever had goat's milk? No, I have not. Okay. I, if I have, it's been so long ago, I, I don't know, remember right? It. I think I had some at the Michigan State Fair years ago when I was a kid. Seth was asking me about it today, I think. He was like, how, you know, how was it? I think it was, it might have been you. Um, but I, it was so long ago, I don't really remember what it tasted like. But I'm anxious to try some. Anyway, Radiance Farm, you can get fresh organic eggs, three fifty a dozen. And a quart of organic milk for $4. Now, my intentions are to buy some of that milk this week and try not to drink it all up before next week's broadcast. I'll try some live on the air and see how that is. 
Let's see. Um, yeah, Radiance Farms, if you want to check out the, their fresh organic eggs, $3.50 a dozen or a quart of organic milk for $4, and you're in the Tularosa Basin, the number is 386-262-3577. 386-262-3577. I'll put a, a little thing in our blog this week, too, about that. Jim, you know that I recently traded in my pickup truck. Yes. Yeah, did you hear, did you by chance hear what happened to my old truck that I traded in? I don't think it, I did. It's crazy. I'm telling you, I got a 1990 Mitsubishi that I traded in on the, the current truck. Um, and I knew it was on its last leg, but I figured it'd probably last another year or whatnot. And when I traded in, I told the dealer everything that I knew that was wrong with it, of course. It burned a lot of oil. Um, you know, it had a little clicking noise or whatnot. But um, he uh, he took it, set it on the lot, and when he came in the next day, he was going, he, he drove it off the lot and it blew something and water started spewing everything out of it and he uh, drove it right back into the lot well he was going to look at it the next day somebody overnight came into the lot and stole it oh yeah i i don't i mean it, it was it served me well for two two years but i don't have any idea why anybody would want to would want to steal that ugly truck you remember the old commercials don't you drive no ugly truck <laughs> Late 80s, early 90s, no. I think. Yeah, yeah. Don't you drive. It has I, I, some... I don't know. Somebody stealing a busted-down truck like that kind of reminds me of the joke about uh, people people uh, doing uh, parachute diving, uh -huh. skydiving. It's like, what kind, of, what kind of sense does it make jumping out of a perfectly good airplane? Right, yeah. Only when, kind of the same logic. Only when you have to, right? <laughs> only when you have to. Um, let's see. Let's go back to the tracker here. So, yeah, it was, it was a wild week. Hey, Jim, um, you, have you got any trivia or quote? Let's go with the trots, quotes. The trots. The troting quotes. You, yeah, you got your paper. Jim's a hard copy digital <laughs> man. Or, or hard, not a digital. He's a card copy. He's got his paper. What do you got for us this week, Jim? Uh, don't give up on your dreams. Keep sleeping. That, there you go. Who said that? No clue. <laughs> no clue. Actually, uh, most of these I don't have. Uh, I don't have any attribution to them. I don't know who said them. Uh, I'm allergic to stupidity. I break out in sarcasm. Okay, who's that attributed to? Nobody. No, but you're, you're really good at these nobody quotes. Um, okay. If you if you ran like your mouth, you'd be in awfully good shape. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, some people are like clouds. When they disappear, it's a beautiful day. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, why are, and this is just kind of a question, sure. why are iPhone chargers not called apple juice? Why? <laughs> That's a good question. No, right. it's, no, it's got to be, you know. Um, sorry, I can't go to work tomorrow. I fractured my motivation. Felt that way many times. Yep. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> the lazy rule. The lazy the rule? rule? for lazy people. It says, if I can't reach it, I don't need it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lazy. I'm on energy-saving mode. Okay. <laughs> energy. Yeah. Uh, Low-power mode. Here. Uh, everything is funny as long as it's happening to someone else. Someone else, yep, yep. That's why they call them uh, comedies and tragedies. A tragic comedy. 
and, and here, whether the whether I'm done or not, I'm going to use this as my last one. This is you can't make anybody you can't make everybody happy. You aren't a jar of Nutella. <laughs> you know, I don't like Nutella. <laughs> I'm not crazy about it. I'm not it crazy about it. On you. It's, it's... No, just couldn't. I didn't start off. I didn't start off crazy about it either. But yeah. <laughs> okay. What oh, else you got? Oh, wait a second. I'm sorry. I'm not a drinker, but this is just funny. Life is not a fairy tale. If you lose your shoe at midnight, you're drunk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I, I'm done whether I'm finished or not. Okay. All right. I, I, I've got some quotes for you. Um, Mark Twain talking about going to the funeral of a friend. He said, I did not attend. Oh, it wasn't really a friend, I guess. I did not attend his funeral, but I did send a nice letter saying I approved of it. <laughs> Oh, Bill Cosby. That sounds like something Mark Twain would say. Yep. Very terse, very terse. Bill Cosby said, a word to the wise ain't necessary. It's the stupid ones who need advice. That's true, too. <laughs> yeah, but they don't listen. <laughs> yep. Uh, Oscar Wilde, always borrow money from a pessimist. They don't expect it back. <laughs> Here's one I don't know who said this. Dogs have masters, cats have staff. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, Socrates, a man way ahead of his times, by all means marry. If you get a good wife, you'll become happy. If you get a bad one, you'll become a philosopher. <laughs> oh. <laughs> sure, a lot of men can relate. Um, women who... <laughs> Marilyn Monroe, and I like this. I think there's a lot of truth to this. Women who seek to be equal with men lack ambition. I think there's a lot of truth Ooh. to that. In their own right. Yes, Absolutely. Um, some guy named George Giselle, I guess that's old man Giselle's son, um, the, the human brain is a wonderful thing. It starts working the moment you're born and doesn't stop until you stand up to speak in public. Have you ever had one of those moments? <laughs> I have. Yes. Yep. Um, Polish proverb. You like proverbs. Uh, when opportunity knocks, some people are in the backyard looking for four-leaf clovers. That's true. Here's here's another one from Mark Twain. There's nothing so annoying as to have people go right on talking when you're interrupting. <laughs> Ogden Nash, here you go. This is the this is the quote for the day. To keep your marriage brimming with love in a lo in the loving cup, whenever you're wrong admit it and whenever you're right shut up. <laughs> wise wise advice. Okay, Jim. Let's do the trivia. You go first, good sir. Well, um, how many how many questions are we going to go for today? Oh, what do you got? Uh, probably more than I need. Okay. Um, we'll so just, I'll need you to just lay them on me. We'll, we'll me just when. we'll just play it by ear. Okay. Um, a little bit of geography. We'll start off with what nation produces two thirds of the world's vanilla. What nation produces two-thirds of the world's vanilla? I'm going to say... Okay, Jason? Yes. I don't, I don't know what you just did. But it worked. But you got phenomenally... No, you're way, way, way too loud now. Okay, how's that? How's that? Uh, needs still needs to come down. Okay, how's that? Okay, completely cannot hear you now. Cannot hear me. Can you hear me now? Yes, now you're too loud again. Okay, uh, how's that? If you could come down about 25% more. Okay, how's that going for you? 
Okay, Can... take it down like 10%. How are we doing now? That's really pretty good right there. Okay, hopefully we'll get some feedback. I think I know what I did. All right, so uh, anyway, let's uh, go ahead and give me some... Go ahead and give me some trivia there, Jim. All right. Uh, start off with some geography here. Uh-huh. What nation produces two-thirds of the world's vanilla? What nation produces two-thirds of the world's vanilla? Um, let me go out on a limb here and say, I'm going to say an, an Asian country. Um, two-thirds vanilla, vanilla. No, I'll say Brazil. That's not an Asian country, but I'll say Brazil. Okay, uh, actually, it's Madagascar. Oh, okay. Madagascar produces 3,100 tons of vanilla in one year, and vanilla is the second most expensive spice in the world. Okay. All right. Interesting. Um, let's see here. Uh, I think that one's a gimme. I'm not going to give you one that easy. Um, let's see here. Um, he's stewing, folks. <laughs> yes, just a little bit. Th this one you ought to know whether you know it or not. And I know somebody in our audience is going to get this really, really easy. Um, there is a city that is nicknamed Little Bavaria, located in what state? I'm going to say Michigan. You're not talking about Frankenmuth, of I'm course, are you? I am talking about Frankenmuth. Frankenmuth, Michigan is a German-style town in Saginaw County. It is well-known for its hotels and old-style German buildings. A good Michigander would know that. That's for sure. <laughs> they would know that. Okay, next up. Folks, jump in here if you think no. you know one. It's fair game. Uh, okay. What? Uh, now, this is more a little bit... Uh, a little bit of science, earth science here. Okay. What is the most abundant metal in the earth's crust? The most... I, I'm going to say aluminum? No, aluminum's... That's... It, boy. Um, no, I'll say iron. Iron. I'm going to... I'm going to... Don't second guess yourself. What? Was it aluminum? It was aluminum. You, oh, you wow. Aluminum wow. is 8% 8 of the Earth's weight, making it the third most abundant element on the Earth, behind silicon and oxygen. Interesting. Uh, back to some geography. What is the main dialect of Chinese spoken in Hong Kong by the majority of the locals? Uh, the only dialect I know, and I'm not even sure if it's Chinese... <laughs> My my mind is like really scrambled right now. I'm gonna guess Mandarin. Uh, there's two major, uh, there's two major dialects. Uh, Mandarin is one of them, but it's not the one we're looking okay. for. Okay. Uh, the answer is Cantonese. Cantonese. Foreigners have a hard time learning the Cantonese dialect. Mandarin is easier to learn for non-natives. About 62 million people speak Cantonese. I The only time that I speak Cantonese is when the pastor asks us all to come down and kneel for evening prayer, and I always say, Cant-Denise. So, um, Cant-Denise, right, right. Yeah, the, they, they are weak and feeble. So, okay, good question. <laughs> all right. 
So what else you got? That's okay. You, how, you need, how many have you, you got? Pull the Leonidas. The Leonidas. Need to pull the Leonidas line. Yeah. What's that? In, in, in the movie Three Hundred, where he's like, you know, uh, all we need you to do is is make an offering of of earth and water and and to kneel before Artaxerxes. And he, hmm, kneeling. Well, that's hard for a Spartan. My knees aren't what they used to be. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right. This is spot up. How many, um, how many have you given me now so far? Four? We got four right now so I, far? I, I, I've lost count. Okay, well, keep rolling. Keep rolling. We got... Uh, what French sculptor created the Statue of Liberty? Oh, my. I know. I think his... I'm going to go with one name. I'm going to give you one name, and I think it's the okay. first name. I'm pretty sure it's the first name, and I might even have that wrong. But I'm thinking it's something that starts with Pierre. And I'm thinking I'm wrong too. So I'm, I'm thinking you're wrong also. Okay. All right. Roll with it, Jim. Correct. Okay. Correct my. Frederic. Frederic Auguste Bartholdi. Okay, that does sound the familiar. Statue of Liberty now. was made to express the friendship and shared values between France and the United States. The work was planned as a gift from the French to America on the 100th anniversary of the Declaration of Independence. Awesome. And it's still there. It yes. It's still there. Okay. Um, okay, here's what. Here's one you ought to know, and if you don't, you're liable to get yourself disinherited. Uh-oh. Who was the first president of the United States to live in the White House? I do know this. I'm wanting to say John Adams. <laughs> you are correct, sir. Okay. You're still in the will. I'm still in the will. That's <laughs> correct. I. What little will there is. What little will there is. Okay. Uh, you should hear. After that one, I'll, I'll, I'll lobby a softball. Uh, who is remembered for his large and stylish signature on the United States Declaration of Independence? And I believe he's affiliated with an insurance company, too, Mr. John Hancock. You are right, sir. Yes. And you know what he said after he wrote his signature down? He explained why he made it so big. Do you know what, what he said? Um, I used to. He said, I wanted to make sure King George could read it without his spectacles. <laughs> That's right. I think I heard that from your father. Yeah, but you might have. Yeah. Okay. So- sounds like something your dad would share. One of those little oh, anecdotes. He had tons of them. Gotcha. He knew every little story behind the story behind what? the story. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I remember your dad talking about Catherine the Great and, and her husband, who was an idiot that liked to tinker with clocks. Yeah. And, and the one I of the, remember Peter the Great was another fascinating character he would talk about going to autopsies and, you know, he had armies of midgets that would fight each other. Is, and I apologize. Right, that's, right. I guess that's not a politically correct word anymore. Height challenged people. So, yeah. Okay. The give little me, people. The little people. Darby O'Gill, Peter the Great, the and the little people. people. Yeah. All right. Give me another one, Jim. I'm dying to hear it. Which president is on the United States $1,000 bill? Oh, boy, you've really got some good ones, but I'm going to venture a guess at Grant. And I don't even... it's I'm, Grant or Jackson? One of those two. I'll just throw that out. Okay, I'm going to help you out. Grant is on the 50. Okay, so I'll say Jackson. And or is Jackson on the 50? <laughs> You okay? So no, it's, and no. it's obvious. Okay, I'm gonna give. Um, it's obvious you and I don't have that much money passing through our hands that we right know this. that we would know this uh, on a no. daily basis. Yeah. 
Grover Cleveland okay. was the 22nd and 24th president of the United States. Before becoming the president, Cleveland was a lawyer and a Democrat, uh, a Democratic politician, and he is on the $1,000 bill. Interesting. Interesting. I'm getting a message now that they lost us, but I don't know. So let me pause the recorder real quick. Okay, Jim, give me one more, and then I'll take a take a turn at you. Okay, who wrote the novel To Kill a Mockingbird, published in 1960? Um, it's the same woman. She wrote another. Uh, boy, um, she worked a lot with Truman Capote. I do know that for a fact, which is the author of one of my favorite books in Cold Blood. Um, and I, it's this is killing me because it's on the tip of my tongue. I actually watched the movie not too terribly long ago. Great movie. Great movie. But I'm afraid I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to give. Harper Lee. Harper Lee, that's her real right. Name was, her real name was Nell Harper Lee. Nell Harper she Lee. She published Kill a Mockingbird in 1960 and was born in Monroeville, Alabama and lived out her whole life there. To date, 40 million copies of To Kill a Mockingbird have been sold. Okay, all right. Um, and as I also recall, uh, she wrote that based on an incident that happened as a child with her father, who was an attorney. So, okay. Um, folks, I don't know what to tell you. Just try refreshing, because it's still coming through on our end. Um, I apologize. It could be just Saturday night and bandwidths eating up all over the place. Um, anyway, uh, let's see. I'm going to give you a sum here, Jim. I've got 15 of them for you, give or take a few. Uh -oh. In the movie Airplane, Barbara Billingsley, who played June Cleaver in Leave it to Beaver, proved to be fluent in what language? Proved to be fluent in what language? I just got to go out, out on a limb here with something crazy. Swahili. Okay. No. I was tempted to say clo a close, Oreg? but no. Nope. It, it, are you ready <laughs> for this? It's not, it's not really an official language. It's jive. Jive. Oh, no. <laughs> J-I-V-E. Okay. Here's an easier one yeah, for you. Coming out, of, What's, coming out of her, that must have been shocking. What style of pants is named for an island in the Gulf of Naples? What's, Bermuda. No. No. That's what I thought you would guess, but no. An island in the Gulf of Naples. What style of pants? You got pants. this, Jim. Let's see if anybody else I've is got guessing. this. You say Naples, I'm thinking Florida, and that would mean Bermuda. Um, uh, you, you talk about Naples, Italy? Yeah. I think that's where it is, the <laughs> Gulf of Naples. Let's see. It says I went quiet again. I go quietly all the time. So, um, okay, I'll give it to you, Jim. Not that I can. It is the Capri Pants. Okay. Oh. Uh, okay. What, yeah, that makes what, sense. Here's the third one. What is an aglet? A-G-L-E-T. What is... Ellie, an... quick, what's an aglet? <laughs> Ellie, quick. What? What's an aglet? I know. Wait, is that the thing at the end of your shoelace? Oh, is that the do thingy at the end of your shoelace? We have a genius in the family. Yes, it is. Yes, it yes, is. and it's my daughter. Awesome, Ellie. You congratulations. All right. Here's an e easier one for you, Jim, because I know you know your literature. 
what person does the nutty middle brother in Arsenic and Old Lace believe himself to be? Oh, good heavens. But I haven't... Uh, I haven't even watched the movie, let alone read the book. Okay. Thought you might have um, seen it. We did the play in I'm high gonna, school. I'm going to guess... I'm going to guess... Uh, Napoleon? No, but, you know, you're kind of in that realm. Um, I'll give you a hint. Mustache and very round glasses. And it was not John Lennon. Groucho Marx? No. No, but that's a good guess. <laughs> um, he had a stuffed animal named after him. Yeah, that just threw me further. Okay. Up. Here we go, folks. Teddy Bear. The teddy bear was named after him. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. There okay. you go. Yeah, uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt. Yep, the young, the middle brother in Arsenic and Old Lace believed he was Teddy Roosevelt. If Jim, if we were on a farm and I ask you to go to the barn and bring me a Jenny, a Jenny, what would you be getting? Bring me a Jenny. Uh, uh, is it Jenny with an E or Jenny with an I? G J E N N Y. Bring me a Jenny. Oh, let's see. If you'd said Jenny, I would have thought like the the machinery for a cotton gin. No. Um. Nope. A Jenny. Let's see. A Jenny. Okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. it's not common. Okay. A female donkey. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. No, I wouldn't have gotten that one. Okay, here I'm going to skip this one. This one's a little tough, so I'm I'm just going to come back to that later, maybe if we have time. What is added to copper to make bronze? Uh, bronze. Tin. Yes, congratulations! All those years of playing with alchemy paid off. Um, <laughs> Close who, enough. Right. <laughs> who wrote his memoirs? <laughs> Who wrote his memoirs in 1999 and titled his memoirs, Get a Life? Quite a humorous Who man. Who wrote his memoirs in 1999 and Get a Life? Yep. He did that in response to his fans who kept hounding him at the William conventions. Shatner. Yes, yes, exactly. All right. All right. Oh, oh that was going to... Good job. That was gonna hurt. Yeah. Okay. How do you? How well do you know your English uh, words? Your English vocabulary from the uh, from the Great Britain, from the Isle of Great Britain. I, I'm gonna guess somewhat somewhat above average. Okay. Okay. What's the British English word for truck? Uh, I think I a get. Lorry. Hey, I'm impressed. A lorry. I won't even <laughs> ask how you knew that. Okay. Here, here's a good one. This is this. I'm putting this one in my syndicated show this week. What was the name of Dale Evans's horse? Dale Evans' horse. Wait, 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 her, wait, wait, wait. Now her husband uh, was Roy, her husband was Roy Rogers, and he had a horse named Roy Trigger. Rogers. Roy Rogers' Trigger. horse was Trigger. Dale Evans' horse was named what? See, and, and I should know this because I actually just got around to watching a few episodes. Did you now? Of the Roy Rogers show just this past week, yeah. Um, but I don't think I'm going to pull that one out. Okay, here it is. We talked about goat's milk earlier. No, this was buttermilk. Buttermilk. Oh. Does that, <laughs> does that sound familiar? Okay, moving right along. 
They learned how to make their famous product by taking a $5 correspondence course, which they split the cost of. They took it from Penn State. Who are they and what is their product? They learned to make their famous product by taking a $5 correspondence course. Okay, can I ask what roughly what time frame we're talking? Oh, I would venture to say the last 40 years. You'll find it at your supermarket. You'll want to rush home because it might melt. <laughs> Long they pause, folks. Learned. Yes. Ice cream? Uh, oh, oh, very good. Where who who invented this ice cream? Who made this ice cream? Uh not Strohs. No. Oh. Um, You're on the right track. V- a very Briars? No, uh it was a duo. Very liberal. Very liberal duo. Oh, Ben and Jerry. Yeah. Congratulations. All right. Yeah, as soon as you said liberal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that saved me. Just a couple more questions here for you, Jim. Whose nephew wrote an article called Why I Hate My Uncle? Whose nephew wrote an article called Why I Hate My Uncle? The nephew came to the United States, joined and served in the United States Navy, and eventually settled on Long Island. Why I Hate My this Uncle. This sounds really familiar. Why I Hate My Uncle. You know what? It sounds familiar, and I'm going to kick myself, but I'm not going to pull this one out. Okay, let me see if I can get... He, too, uh, had a funny mustache. Did not have the glasses, though. Grouch? No, not Groucho, Groucho Marx. Marx? No. Nope. Um, I was going to say, what, was he related to? <laughs> no. Karl Marx? Um, Groucho Marx was the probably the funniest man in the 20th century. This man was probably the most evilest man in the 20th century. The one that said, why I hate my uncle. No, the uncle. Or, or, or are you referring the un- to the uncle? I'm referring to the uncle. Whose nephew the, wrote an article called evil. Why I Hate My Uncle? The nephew came to the United States, served in the Navy, and settled on Long Island. His uncle had a, a strange mustache. Later, com- um, later committed suicide, so as is suspected. As is suspected. Well, here's what's throwing me is uh-huh. I'm assuming that the uncle is Hitler, but I don't know who the who the nephew would be. You know what? I gotta be honest. I don't remember his nephew's name either, but it was Adolf Hitler. <laughs> yeah, oh, and okay. I should I know. I should know the name. For was the nephew. No, we were going for whose nephew? Whose nephew? Oh, oh okay, oh, okay, okay. All right. This is fairly a little bit more on the simpler scale. What product was originally marketed as Fruit Smack? Fruit Smack. Fruit Smack. Yeah. Um, was it those uh, fruit roll-ups? No, but you're in the right age group as far as what uh, who would who would the might these be marketed for? Hmm. I'll give you a hint. You ready for the hint of all hints? I'm oh yeah! And it wasn't Macho Man Randy oh, Savage. Yeah. Yeah. Are you not talking about Kool-Aid? I am indeed. Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid it is. All right. Oh, yeah. Okay, a little more on the lighter side. According to a frequently asked question document (laughs) published by NASA, what do they plan on never sending into space? According to a frequently asked document published by NASA, what (laughs) what do they plan on never sending into space? 
<laughs> Tang. Tang, right. No. Um, who, <laughs> no I'll okay. give you a hint. In this day and age, who might be a drinker of Tang? In this day and age, it would be kids. But back in the day, that was supposed to be the the uh, uh, the drink of astronauts. Is the way yes. they, they build it but, back in the day. But the question is, according to a frequently asked document published by NASA, what do they plan on never sending into space? In one word, you already gave oh, the children. answer. Yes, children. Oh. Yes. Okay. Yes, and we can all sigh a, uh, sigh, a sigh of disappointment <laughs> with some kids. Okay, last <laughs> question. Last question, and I know you got this. Where is the only ATM in the world located that you will allow you to complete your transaction in Latin? Vatican City? You've got it, the Vatican. That is correct. <laughs> and thus concludes my trivia. All right. Me abduxer Elianas, K Yep. I don't know what's going on, Jim, but we lost all of our viewers. I think we're having tef technical difficulties. We'll just roll with it. Um, so anyway, Jim, um, going into the biscuits page, did you happen to hear that Trump signed an executive order this last Wednesday directing the educational uh, secretary, Betty DeVos, very controversial figure, um, to review the uh, overburdensome and sometimes outrageous guidance and regulations issued by the administration of former President Barack? Hussein. Yep. Have you, yeah. Uh, no, I did not. Yeah, that. so that's supposedly going to change some things in the, in the administration. So that'll be interesting to see what... What, uh, what sorts of... Well, I don't know. What the, sorts of things are... I think that's what's being reviewed at this time. I think that's what's being reviewed. I just know that I know that uh, Obama had threatened that the, you know some of the funding and stuff would be taken away if some of the, um, you know, like the gender bathroom issues and stuff like that wasn't followed according to as he wanted it to be. So that'll be interesting. I know. I know. Um, I know that Trump is is trying to change directions in a lot of things that Obama did, and I think this is a good move on his part. I'm just waiting to see what comes of it. So. Any thoughts on that? Uh, <laughs> I guess my only thought is is with the uh, with the imperious control of that pompous idiot. I'm sorry. Maybe I should just say what I really think. Um, I, I've, I, I'm sorry. But, yeah, but say what you any, think. Any any notion of <laughs> um, any notion of, of that pompous idiot deciding he's got anything to say about the education of our of our youth coming up absolutely infuriates me and you know what it may be true that that trump was or was not our best choice but you know what barack obama was the worst mm -hmm. and and the only the only person that might have matched that would be uh hillary which reminds me of a really cool meme i saw it said, celebrating the 100th day of not having Hillary in office. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I would... No, it's... Trump, Trump in office is a coup for people that have been outraged by the direction this, this country has been going in for years. And, and really, people in office need to, need to pay attention. The American people are angry. Sure. And they're not going to take it anymore. And I'll, I'll tell you another thing they're getting angry at. They're getting angry at the opposition in Washington 
um, that it doesn't matter what it is or how good it is or how questionable it is. If it's coming from Trump, they're done with it. They, they, just because it comes from Trump, they're not even willing to listen. And that's what's frustrating to me. That's what gets me angry. Um, here's a man that the, you the, know what I'd like to, yeah, the people elected and they're not even giving him the chance that he, he, he deserves and needs. Go ahead, Jim. Well, you know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see us come to the end of four years, or, or even before that, whatever the next election is, and see a bunch of these people that are giving Donald Trump a hard time, and I'd like to see these people get booted out of office, and anyone that promises to be supportive of him and the policies that he's enacting, because let's be very honest, the man is doing nothing more nor less than what he promised to do, and that's what got him in office, that's the will of the people, and the people that are going to stand opposed to the will of the people Yep. need to be booted out of office, and anybody that promises to listen to the people and support Trump's policies as a result, they need to be voted in. You know, um, I'll say this too. I, I, I mean, like, like him, love him, or hate his guts, at this point it doesn't matter. The man is the man came into office on the basis of promises that he made, and he's fulfilling those promises. That's what he's in office sure. for. Sure. Whether, whether you like him or not, that's what he's, that's what he's there for. And anybody that's going to stand in, in the uh, in front of the will of the people. I don't know. Maybe we need another French Revolution. Starting with the people that are going to get in the way of the will of the people. Yep. Yep. I, I'll say this. Another thing. I know. Now I'm starting to sound like Alex Jones when I... I told you people about this five years ago and it's happening right now. Oh, that's my Alex Jones impersonation. <laughs> and now I've got a cough. Right, right. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Because Alex Jones will do that to you. I like what some of what Alex Jones says, but I don't like how he says it. Because he, he comes off like, I hate to say it. Like, like, like a wrestler. Like a crazy, crazy, I, I want to say tent, rev, you know, one of these guys that travels around with rattlesnakes and, and tents and does these, uh, used, used two years ago, the evangelist meetings and stuff. That's, I'm talking about the crazy ones with the My rattlesnakes now. That's Alex Jones. That's... That's that's my opinion of my it. impression. I, I think Alex Jones and his manner of speech, and I'm like, um, I, I'm th I'm thinking think, thinking a big time wrestler. Yeah, there you go. He would have made a great wrestler. Yeah, absolutely. Which, so, which in Minnesota will get you elected. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It will. So the <laughs> yeah, boy, we could go on for hours about that guy. Um, the one thing that Trump has done also recently um, that I'm really impressed with, he has set up a a federal position to review incompetent VA workers to determine which of them nice. should be fired. Now, oh, God bless him. I, yeah, because you hear horror stories all the time about our mm -hmm. veterans being told to wait for hours on end. Some of them have died while they're waiting. Our veterans are not being taken care of. And that's what really gets my goat. I, it, that, that should be a top priority in our country. Why are we discussing refugees when we've got people dying in VA waiting rooms because of incompetence in the administration? I was talking to somebody the other day. I don't remember who, who it was or what it was. Um, they had the idea that maybe it would be a better idea instead of having VA hospitals. And, and this is something maybe uh, some of our veterans could pipe in on. But maybe instead of having VA hospitals, having advocates for them 
They go to the regular hospitals that everybody else goes to where they would probably get better treatment, uh, but they would have VA staff there ensuring that they do. That's just a thought. Not a bad one, I don't think. Yeah. It yeah. might work. And think, I, I think they would get, possibly under that scenario, I think they would get better treatment at a, at a less, possibly a less cost than what they're getting right now because you think of the brick-and-mortar buildings. Most VA hospitals that I know of actually have their own police department on site. Um, just all the expense. Um, and not only that, the VA hospitals aren't like in every city like regular hospitals are. So there would also be more available care. So that's a thought. Shut down the VA hospitals, keep the advocates and the staff, but put them in the municipal and the county hospitals and uh, you know you might even fund more staff for those hospitals just to take care of the veterans just a thought just a thought it may or may not work out but you know what i'd be i'd be interested to hear um my my uh, martial arts instructor uh chief petty officer uh -huh. of the united states navy richard georgie um uh, he might have some interesting perspectives on this, right? And and especially right now because he's he's just recently gotten out of the hospital. Well, find out what he would think about that. I'd be curious to know myself. Um, so anyway, moving right along. Uh, let's see, we've got that Trump pretty much. Uh, Trump says the eight-year assault on the Second Amendment has come to a crashing end. I guess he spoke at the NRA, the annual NRA meeting. Second president, from what I understand, to ever do that. Do you know who the first one was? I'll give you... No, a, I don't. Uh, Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. Oh, very good. Yeah, but he came up and he... Yeah, he has come out and said that the assault on the Second Amendment is over. He's making changes in the government to where federal, the federal governments... Um, like Social Security Administration and some of their rules, and uh, but some of those they will be backing off. Hello, Ron. How are you doing? Good to see you in the room. I'm hoping some of you folks can listen. I know there's some technical difficulties. I think tonight, Jim, the reason for our technical difficulties is it's Saturday night. There's a lot of people watching Netflix tonight, and it's probably just eating up a lot of community bandwidth. I think that's it's a kind great... of funny. I'm sitting here looking at our at our feed. Yeah. On another on another. Um... And it says, something went wrong. Sorry, we're having trouble playing this video. Yeah. Um, at least we're getting a good, solid recording, and it'll be back up, uh, you know, yep. on the podcast. So uh, we're going to still have to work out some details on this. We've been we've got a lot of things fixed, uh, and the more we fix, the more we find is broken, I guess. So let's, uh, let's slip on over here and dive into the gravy, Jim. I got some good stuff this week here. Whoa. Yeah. Um, a man in China has been arrested for using a large truck to steal underwear off of clotheslines. They, expe <laughs> they expect a brief trial. So, but I'm cheating. A brief trial. Yeah, but that's true. But I'm bunch. Yep. Uh, here's, here's a crazy one. A dentist is under fire after pulling a patient's tooth while operating a hoverboard. Yeah. Insert your own joke. He's being charged with other things, too. Fraud and misconduct and... But yeah, can you imagine, you know, your dentist is ready to put you under anesthesia, anesthesia, what's anesthesia? I, I get it, I got my nose fixed now in my mouth. Yeah, Anastasia. He's getting ready to put you under with that sleeping drug, that laughing gas, and all of a sudden you just see him kind of float backwards and forwards and you look down and he's standing on a hoverboard. 
a little unsettling to me. I, yeah. Yeah. Have you known? Have Have you? Speaking of unsettling, there's been some concern about. Have you noticed that some of the share buttons on Facebook posts have disappeared? Depending on what kind of uh, post. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, the, uh, some conspiracy theorist, or they may or may not be, have said that that's because uh, the powers that be on Facebook are trying to uh, stifle the conservative voices. I don't know if that's the case or not, but it is kind of interesting. I'm told some kind of post, they're there, and some, like if it's all text or something, uh, they're not there, and if it's a video, they are, or something like that. So I don't, I don't know, it's just crazy. I was a little disappointed this week when I wanted to share something and couldn't. So, anyway, um, this is an interesting one. In 1993, San Francisco held a referendum, city council meeting, over whether a police officer called, who was named Bob Geary, uh, they had this meeting on whether or not they would continue to allow him to patrol while carrying a ventriloquist dummy called Brendan O'Smarty. <laughs> Talk about community policing, right? Yeah. What would you think if you were driving down the road and saw a police officer on the street corner with a ventriloquist dummy? What would you think about that police officer? I would think that he had multiple personality disorder, and I would just be happy that he'd he'd found work. Yep. Yep. Uh, officer Gentlemen, down. I'd like to talk to you about schizophrenia. Shut up. Let the boy yep. talk. He's been wounded. Call a tree surgeon. Um, you'll get that later. <laughs> It's kind of weird, kind of weird. I, I get it though. You know, I you know we had a, a friend and a, a teacher at the school we went to who was very fond of his ventriloquist dummy. Yep. I can't. I I'm, it's on the tip of my tongue. The gentleman's Doctor Norman Clothier. That's right. Yep. I remember he used to teach the psychology class with his dummy. I forgot all about that. The dummy would cough and he'd say something in your throat. The dummy would say, "No, it's in yours." But I'm ching. <laughs> Love Dr. Clothier. I'll tell you what. I miss him. <laughs> very few people slept through his classes because of that ventriloquist dummy. I only remember one time. And I remember the gentleman's first name. It'll come to me later, his last name. I won't mention it. But the the guy was working two jobs while going to school. And he would fall asleep at the drop of a hat in almost any class. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you his first name later. Maybe you'll remember it. But yeah, ventriloquist dummies. I would. I, I always loved it. I took the gospel artistry class where we learned a few of those techniques. I always, I love a good ventriloquist act. Um, so anyway, here here we go. Strange law. Thank you, Joe Martin. It's illegal to hide. I'm sorry. It's an illegal to ride an ugly horse in Wilbur, Washington. Who determines on what horse is is ugly? I don't know. A woman in Memphis, Tennessee is, is yeah. There you go. A woman in Memphis, Tennessee is not allowed <laughs> to drive a car unless a man is in front of the car waving a red flag to warn people and other cars. Yeah, that law is no longer wow. on the books. Buying this is interesting. I did not know this. Buying ice cream on Sundays was illegal in Ohio because it was thought to be frivolous and luxurious. Consequently, ice cream vendors would put fruit on top of the ice cream to make it more nutritious, creating. The ice cream sundae. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Is, is that what they call it? Is that, the, is that what they would call it a sundae? That is correct. Spelled differently, but yes. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Interesting. Yes. Massachusetts passed a law in 1648. you got to remember that year because that will explain a little bit of the mentality we had back then. 
They passed a law in 1648 in Massachusetts that allowed a parent to beat to death a stubborn and rebellious son. The law, of course, was later repealed. What do you think about that? Hmm. Yeah, I know you thought it was still the law, but it's not. <laughs> in 1907, an ad campaign for Kellogg's Corn Flakes offered a free box of cereal to any woman who would wink at her grocer. <laughs> oh, boy, I bet there's a lot of cereal given away. Crazy stuff, crazy stuff. It gives a whole new meaning to the phrase Special K. Yep, Special K, right, yeah. Oh, wow. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I'll bet some of that still goes on Lucky in the grocery charms. stores. I don't know. Lucky Charms, yeah. Yep. That's what Irish... That's Is that what the red-headed Irish ninja eats for breakfast? Lucky Charms? Uh, you know, you could actually get the, the dehydrated marshmallows that they put in cereal in bags by themselves on Amazon. How great is that? My, my, my life is fulfilled now. Right. <laughs> right. It's the adult <laughs> cereal. Kind of like, you know, I had a friend growing up. Her dad would not let her uh, drink dad's root beer every time they bought some. And he would always tell her, it's dad's root beer. Now, when we buy the A&W, you can drink that. But you can't drink this because this is dad's root beer. She never knew what dad's root beer dead. tasted like until she got out of the home. So, Oh, no. Yeah, he really pushed that to the limit from what I read, from what, from what she told me. So crazy, crazy stuff. So... How I like that green shirt. Is that a green shirt you're wearing? I've yeah, got, that's, I, that's kind of a... It's kind of like a, a a vibrant pastel neon type green. I've got one very similar. I've kind got, of a key lime. Key lime, yeah. Kind, kind, of a, kind of a key lime green, yeah. I like that. I've got one very, very similar. Um, Makes my eyes dance, doesn't it? Yes, it does. You look gorgeous, Jim. Um, I am wearing my, card my Cardinal shirt. I love the Cardinals. What can I say? I really like the Cardinals. So, Jim, what are you going to do? This is Saturday night. We don't. We've. I don't think we've ever recorded on Saturday night. Um, what no, are your no, What are your plans no. after the program today? Well, me and the children are going to play some video games. Yeah, and probably watch watch some uh, watch some movies. We'll see. Don't have. Uh, oh, you know what? I think I did. I think I promised the kids to go get uh, go get some ice cream. So, yeah. Uh, oh, that, that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds good. I'm, I've been cutting back on the ice cream a little bit, as much as I love it. But I did treat myself to a Twix ice cream bar yesterday, and it was delicious. It was good. And unfortunately, I won't do that again for a while. So I'd I'd, I'd eat more ice cream, but I got to I got to figure out where you can get it in an IV bag. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Boy, that's a good question. That's a, that's yeah. a scary question. Ice cream in an IV bag. I think that I'm going to write that down. That's our new title. Ice cream in an IV bag. I'm writing that down. Okay, that's the new title. That might just beat out. No, these are wax lips. So that was the highest rated show we've done. So anyway, um, well, what, of course you're going to church tomorrow. You got plans for tomorrow afternoon? Because you know you got to go back to work Actually, Monday, and all the fun ends there. Right, right. Uh, no, nothing, nothing too special going on. No. Uh, going, going to church. I teach the adult Sunday school, and we uh, I've taught my way through Revelation and Daniel, and now we are in around the night uh, in uh, the nineteenth, twentieth chapter of Ezekiel. Yeah. Okay. 
Sounds intriguing. So, yep. going for the uh, going for the prophetic books. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to church tomorrow, and after that, uh, I'm going to come home and relax a little bit. I don't really have the rest of the week planned out. I've got some production work to do tomorrow, or, or tonight, probably. I'll probably get it done tonight, but uh, I don't know. Um, I'm enjoying my weeks uh, working at home. I'm starting to feel like a prisoner in my home, you know? Um, working at home is not all it's cracked up to be, um, but it is what it is. I'm just grateful to be working, that's for sure. There's a lot of people who are out of work, so I'm grateful to be one of those who are not out of work. So, uh, right. going good with that. Um, taking care, do, taking care of some other things around the house and in the family, and taking care of Seth. And got got back from a great vacation a couple of weeks ago. Really had a good time with my family. Um, I really look forward to going back. Really do. I'd, I'd like to take a trip out to Tombstone, Arizona, before the end of the summer. That's what I'd like to do. One of my, fa- I have two places in the world that are my absolute favorite places to visit. Well, one of which is Tombstone, and uh, one of these days, Jim, one of these days you'll have to get on one of those airlines, except any of them except that one, um, and then come. Oh out- no! Yeah. No, 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 no! You don't understand. No. I need to go on that one. Uh, yeah, oh boy! I need to go yes. on that. Well, and you will. Um, I'll not buy any because tickets. Be on now. Yeah, I won't buy any tickets until <laughs> after you arrive, just to save my money, just in case. Uh, to any uh, any adventures here or anything? I'll be like that. Uh, and we will see Jim on Fox <laughs> I, I News. Saw, I saw a meme about that. That was really funny. It was uh, Liam Neeson in his in his latest movie, Overbooked. Right. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Yep. Oh, what a disaster there that was. Uh, no. And the second place <laughs> I love to go, of course, is St. Louis. And I love to travel a lot. I, I just like traveling. So there's a lot of places I've have been, and a lot of places I haven't. I like the Grand Canyon. Uh, I've been to Mount Rushmore. I've been, I've been all over east of the Mississippi. I've been just about everywhere you can think of east of the Mississippi. I do like the western states, and I'd like to explore a little bit more of the western states. There's a lot of stuff out here. The climate's great. The western states hey, are just me, fantastic. Yeah. You, you, you said you really like Tombstone. Yes. And obviously, you, you know, t- tell me, tell me like your top three favorite things that you like about Tombstone. Well, first of all, not, there's... Not to put you on the spot. No, that's a great question. Great question. Spit, spitball for me, just, okay. just your, top, well, your top three favorites. Generically, um, just across the board, the, first, the, the one thing I like is just the history of it. It is a town um, that if you walk into, you do see cars driving through it. You'll see some modern shops and stuff. But it's, it's just like walking back in time. Um, there are people that live there. Some of them dress in period costumes from the 1880s, and they live their lives wearing those type of clothes, or so it appears when you visit there. Um, the reenactments in the street are fantastic, um, sometimes more realistic than they should be. Uh, there was a gentleman two years ago that was an actor in a reenactment. Um, sometimes these reenactors use actual real firearms that they practice with on a live fire gun range. Such was the case a couple of years ago, and some ammunition did not get removed from the gun um, properly, and another reenactor was shot. Fortunately, mm-hmm. he was not killed. Uh, but the but the reenactment's great. The history, the history is the one thing. The other thing is just the layout, the geographic location of it is absolutely fantastic. It's it's set in a place where you not only have the town, but you have some outlying ghost towns around there. 
not too far from a major town if you want to do some shopping. So the history, the geography, and of course the climate. It's Arizona. Um, what you can't you can't really ask for a better climate. Arizona's climate is pretty close to New Mexico's climate. I will say this: they are a lot more warmer there than we are here generally. Uh, here it might be 80, 90 degrees, and there it might be. I've seen it as high as 116 one day a couple of years back in the Phoenix oh, wow. area. So, yes, it can get blistering hot. So those are those would be my generically my top three things, uh, the history, um, the geographic location, and the climate. Now, aside from that, places to visit, well, first of all, the reenactments, um, the, o- the OK Corral, still there. You can take a tour of that, um, and the Birdcage Theater. Now, the Birdcage Theater is a fantastic place to visit. However, they do have some exhibits there. They're not pornographic in nature. Let me just make that clear. But they do talk about what they say is the world's oldest profession. I'll just leave it at that. Ah, yes. Because that was part of the history there. But they also talk about the gambling that went on. Actually, the the longest-running card game in history was played in the basement of the birdcage theater and if i remember correctly the game lasted over eight years and the table is still there with the cards still on it um so the birdcage theater the the reenactments and and in general the the local shopping they've got western wear stores and they've got candy shops souvenir shops got a great hotel there i um it's one of the major chains i don't remember what, what exactly it is it's just a great place to visit Anybody would love going there. I would be concerned about mm. anybody who didn't. So that's my take <laughs> on Tombstone. With that, Jim, it's time to wrap up and come to a close. I will leave you with a last word, sir. Folks, as always, please remember to turn on the Amber Alerts on your phone. The life you save may be someone you know and care for. 